Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I got to the end of that and I thought, I want to see him get mugged. Right on that, over that one! Uh-huh, yuckety yuck, Mc, McManakin! The British Bulldog is part of the new generation! You may all bow the door! And the World Wrestling Federation! Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Review as the other Cultaholic lads are on the road to money in the bank, cashing in that good dollar. We are here via our Ica Pro Power DeLorean, looking at a company that barely has a dollar to its name. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, the former Cultaholic heavyweight champion, Tom Campbell, and I am with the bear in the big blue bar cage. He is the head pen of Cultaholic, does not need a pencil. He gets it right every time. He's Justin Henry. He's only off of America. How you doing there, Tommy? I'm great, mate. How's America today? I don't know. I've only been in one city since waking up. <laughs> how's how's the one city that you've been in? Has it been all right? Uh, it's good. I assume like Wyoming's still standing and some Utah's fine. And I guess Arkansas is okay. I guess we're all still here. That's nice to hear. Nice to hear. We've I've, uh, had a little bit. Of, it's been a, a quite a, an emotional 20 minutes uh, since we started recording this, I was set to record at home, uh, unable to do it at home, so have rushed into work <laughs> to the office, to a little downstairs office where, uh, you know, I'll give you a little bit on the inside. It's where back in the old world we used to do the news videos together, and obviously that's not been a case for a long while. But there's a there's a couple of people here. There's like a couple of office people who were popping in, and it's just like, oh, it's it's like the world is healing, Justin. It's like slightly like the old days. Yeah, finally, they outnumber the vagrants in the building. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. There's <laughs> still plenty of vagrants here. <laughs> I had to kick a few out. <laughs> a few lads from, we'll, uh, from over there. We'll edit, we'll edit script for food. <laughs> Funny enough, that's uh, <laughs> that's how most of them got hired. <laughs> but it's, it's so nice. Nah, that guy's doing it for free. Oh, great man, she ain't what she used to be. <laughs> the guy over there's doing it for free, and it's just you holding up war stories. Oh, no, man, she <laughs> oh, no, I don't, huh? I don't do that for free. <laughs> you do not do it for free, and you do not do this for free, I hope, anyway. Um, but you are paying nothing for it listening at home. We are going back in time to WWF in its in its more humble days. You know, back, you know, this day and age, it makes money despite itself. We're going back to a point where 
they were literally just clawing by. We are in 1995, the new generation era, and all's crap in the WWF. We're on the road to In Your House 2. <laughs> Where and when are we this week, Justin Henry, from Monday Night Raw? Well, this is a historic episode of our podcast here because for the first time ever, we have a fourth episode from, from the same static location, something that will become somewhat normal for the next year and a half or so. The fourth straight episode from the Danville something or other in Danville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> this is, um, yeah, this is going to become part of the, the the setup for WWF because they've normally been taping three weeks of shows at a time. But as we mentioned last week, money is still really tight and they're upping that to four. So they're going to get blocks of four tapings in uh, over the next few weeks. Got some notes to on this particular show on my phone because I'm not in my normal comfy position with a laptop there and a, and a laptop there. What you know, what, what a privileged life I lead. Uh, but before Justin Henry goes into uh, the rigors of this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, just a few things to paint a, a picture of the wrestling world at large at this particular point. You'll be surprised to know that morale is really down in the WWF at this moment in time. I shouldn't laugh, but it really is. They're, they're uh, not a very happy lot at the moment in the WWF. Are you serious? Yeah, I know. I'm as surprised as you are. You thought they'd be really up for it. They just say at the moment, it's just the, the, it's it's a tough time at the moment for the company because it just doesn't seem like there's any forward momentum. And and what's happening is is that you got these guys doing these house show events still, and they've even said themselves, we're not even that bothered about it at the moment. And you're getting these half-hearted, half half-hearted, half-witted house shows that uh, are leading to uh, you know fans not being massively happy with the product, and the wrestlers not being massively happy with the product. An uh, in, in injury woe to bring up today as well you know because there's been enough of a shortage of, of top level guys they've tried to create a star from the ground up in savio vega good news savio vega's been injured oh <laughs> so, no <laughs> he's out of action he got injured on one of the uh, show on one of the b shows on one of the house show runs and he was replacing his matches there don't know how long this is going to keep savio vega out uh, if at all but like a guy they tried to build during this difficult time, what a what a what a heartbreaking moment. Whether you liked whether you rate him or not as a, a guy they're working with, to get injured after all that build is just devastating. Yeah, they've had a lot of bad luck this year, a little bit snake bitten, like Razor getting hurt before the King of the Ring tournament when he could have certainly helped it along, made it somewhat better than what it was, and I'm not saying a whole lot better. But yeah, 95 is um these aren't banner times for the promotion. Weird times for wrestling in general, because it was a couple of days before this. Uh, actually, it was the night before this, I should say. WCW presented Bash at the Beach 1995. Waves are curling. Sharks will be swirling as Slim Jim presents WCW's Bash at the Beach. Snap into a Slim Jim. Snap into the biggest thing ever to hit the beach. WCW's Bass at the Beach. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Slim Jim. Snap into it. I'll be snapping into some payback from the Nature Boy. Oh, yeah. A big steel cage will be rumbling like a tidal wave when WCW world champion Hulk Hogan returns to the shores of the Pacific to fend off the miraculous monster Big Van Vader. Let's rumble and tumble at the WCW Bash at the Beach. Sponsored by Slim Jim. Snap into it. Now, Justin, when I say that pay-per-view name, 
we'll go into some of the details of it in a moment. But when I say that pay-per-view name to you, what comes to mind as a long-term wrestling fan? Well, I think of a crowd of 354,000 people on, on, on the beach up in um, San Bernardino. Or I'm sorry, Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach, or whatever. It's like, it's like 475,000 people. How many was it? Uh, a lot of people. I don't have the exact number. I know that the issue they had was <coughs> there was no tiered seating. So everybody was just sort of on the same well, level, which made watching it very difficult. I think you're missing my point here. Um, Shivani said during the broadcast that there was 100,000 people there. There was like 8,000. What? I didn't yeah. know he said that. Yeah. Oh, Tony. Jackson claim was bigger than WrestleMania 3, and then there was like maybe, I don't know, one-tenth of that. <laughs> uh, do you know which famous celeb was uh, in talks to appear at Bash the Beach but never quite made it? David Hasselhoff? It was the half. He was indeed originally yeah. going to appear at the Bash with the Baywatch crew, but uh, their schedule got too busy is, is the excuse that they used, which is fine. Um, if, if you want... You realize how much Alex Wright would have marked out when he saw him? <laughs> it's our hero. It's our true leader. <laughs> Which again proves my theory. Germans love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> they do. He is, he's, he's big money is the half. You don't hassle the half in Germany and beyond. That's right. It's a show of two halves, this one. Basically, if you're a live fan, it's a nightmare to watch anything. If you're watching on pay-per-view, it's not a great pay-per-view either. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see how good you are on the star system. I like seeing uh, you're you're normally pretty hot to trot on these. Uh, so in our in our one of our first dark matches, Johnny B. Bad beat Chris Canyon with a Frankensteiner in two minutes. I'm guessing it was a spirited two minute match, but I can't imagine it's rated very highly. One star, one and a quarter, not bad. Not oh, bad. Can, Canyon always busted his ass. Road Warrior Hawk pins Mark Star with a close on <laughs> off the top in one twenty five. With all due respect, both has got to be a dud. It's a half star. What? It got at least off the ground. <laughs> a hawk did. Dirty Dick Slater and Bunkhouse Buck beat Marcus Bagwell and uh, Hoff's favorite Alex Wright. Uh, 325 this was Some short matches before the show starts. What do you reckon this got? This could really go either way. I'm going to say half a star. A quarter of a star. That was close. Just your quarter. Uh, Sting retained the US title. He beat Meng in quarter of an hour, 15 minutes and 31 seconds. How did that do as your proper opener match? Yeah, but they were on the main pay-per-view now, definitely. Yes, um, certainly are. Two. Two stars, spot on. <laughs> exactly two stars. Mm -hmm. Get in there, lad. <laughs> uh, follow that up with Renegade retaining the TV title by pinning Paul Orndorff at 612. I know there's a hyphen in front of this one. There has to be. <laughs> <clears throat> with all due respect to, to Mr. Wonderful, who is apparently not in the best health at the moment. No, you um, saw that. That was heartbreaking. Um, this this match was not Paul Orndorff's fault. He did what he could with what he had to work with. I'm going to say negative two. There is, a, the, there is a, da a dash there, but the dash is connected to a C and then turned on its side because it's a dud. This was a That's dud. It. Yeah, this was a dud. Uh, in the same week that Killer Kowalski is disavowing any knowledge of ever training Renegade. This was the match where, and I don't want to harp on Renegade because, because you know, he's since passed on. Mm -hmm. But but he was in way over his head with his push. Yeah. And he threw two of the absolute worst drop kicks you've ever seen in your entire life during this match. Oh. I mean, 
whatever you think of Eva Marie as a performer, and I know she gets a lot of flack. It's like, like, why is she back when you get rid of Mickey and the Iconics? And I, I, I understand that sentiment. Yeah, she could, she could at least do a better dropkick than what Renegade did on the show. I guarantee it. As you say, way in over his head with this particular story, with this particular character, this particular push. He did what we'll he go, could do. We'll go down to the pound and get a new Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> uh, Kamala beat Jim Duggan in six minutes. How did this do? Four and a half. <laughs> I nailed it, mate. It had been five in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, minus a quarter of a star. Bullshit. <laughs> Dave didn't think it was that bad, to be fair. FDM. <laughs> I kid. I get, I, get, I get it. I get it. I don't. Hip uh, Proc 95. You're putting Duggan against Kamala. I mean, come on now. What a time to be alive as a wrestling fan. Oh, really? Diamond Dallas Page beat Dave Sullivan in five minutes. How did this do on the old star system? Mm, this couldn't have been good. I'm going to say one. This was... Um, Half a star, so you weren't far okay. off. Close, close, but no cigar. Maybe Paige could have miracled it to at least a, a full. <laughs> he nearly did. He nearly did. Bless him. Uh, in a confusing mess of a match, Harlem Heat retained the tag titles over the Nasty Boys and the Blue Bloods. This was a match that saw uh, essentially uh, Brian Nobbs go for the pin on Regal, but Booker T fell between Nobbs and Regal. So essentially, it meant that Harlem Heat retained the titles. Uh, unfortunately, the Packham and Stackham Roman Reigns rule hadn't come into effect at this particular point because had that been the case, then whoever was on top would have been the champion. Regardless of that, how many stars? I think this has, I think, I think this has a hyphen also. It does have a hyphen. Minus one. Minus a half. You're not mm. far off with these. You're not far off with this. Okay, the bet. Right, the best match of the night is up next. Hang on, let me just stay for the record. We live in a time where William Regal, Lord Stephen Regal, <laughs> is an, and Booker T are in a match that is negative stars. Yep. <laughs> Never forget that. <laughs> Never forget your roots, kid. The, the best match of the night up next, Randy Savage beating Ric Flair in a lumberjack match after 13.55. Well, it was a lifeguard match, technically, but same thing, lumberjack match. Um, I don't recall this being his greatest or great American bash match. I'm going to say three. Uh, Dave says, nowhere near as good as their previous match, but compared with the rest of the show, it was two and three quarter stars. That was close. Very close. And uh, in our main event, Hogan retains a WCW title, beating Big Van Vader in a steel cage. 13-13 this went. I think Vader worked with like, like a severe chest injury in this match, too. And this was his last pay- this was his last paper pay- pay- match with the company, too, Vader. Yeah. As we'll come to find out. End of an era. I'm going to say two and a quarter. Two and a half. Not bad at all. Not a bad effort at all. Uh, so, yeah, not the greatest shows. Aesthetically, it looks really nice. Aesthetically, it, it looks really nice. Um, but we know so did WrestleMania 9. Yeah, that's true. All style, all style and no substance. All style, no substance. But um, 
with WCW, all the motors are running for the company at the moment. All the motors are running. Update on WCW's TV show. Uh, now being named something like Wrestling Nitro. I don't like it. Wrestling Nitro. Wrestling Nitro. Wrestling Nitro. Uh, it's happening apparently on the 4th of September in Miami at the Night Center. Uh, uh, he's a bit upset, his old Eric, because the budget the TNT came up with is barely a third of what Eric wanted. So this will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned the uh, Night Center there, because even though the first Nitro was not there, that is where the first on-the-road Dynamite is going to be from for the Verd Rager edition. Mm-hmm. Would it be a third of the budget as well, I wonder? Well, it's from... Oh, Tony Khan likes spending money. He loves spending some money, doesn't he, our boy TK? I'm going to tweet him and ask him to, uh, to license me a song. <laughs> which, which, song do you, which song do you ask him to license you? Uh, the Toxic Waltz by Exodus. Amazing. I'm going to ask him if I can have Black Lace Agadoo. (laughs) Because it's a song I want to get played at my funeral. (laughs) I want to own all of it. It's good for entering convenience stores with. (laughs) Exactly. And and garden centers. (laughs) That's how we do it. So that is the... Have you ever seen the video of the guy who dubbed over the WrestleMania 8 commentary to the guy being thrown out of the... Out of, out of the store because he, he wouldn't wear a mask. No. Hold on. You're going to send Just it me, aren't talk. you? You're going to send I it sure me, aren't you? Just keep talking. I need your reaction on air. I, I'm Okay, I, I'm going to give you my reaction on air. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm honest, I want to see this. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. I'm not there yet. I'm still finding it. Oh. Well, it's, I so, wonder. I think I might see something similar to it, but I don't know if I've seen this one. So have you ever um have you ever loved and lost somebody? <laughs> sure have. Oh. Oh. oh, by the way, what we'll do whilst Justin is getting this clip ready for me, I'm I want to see it. So what's just a heads up. Next week it is an in your house watch along. We are watching in your house too. It's the next on the docket for the classic raw review. And as we are one to do when it comes to uh, pay-per-views we do the watch along commentary track instead so instead of re- recapping what happened we watch it with you via the power of the wwe network or peacock or whatever you've got and it is not just justin henry and myself next week no 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 delighted to be in the company of a man who went all over the place on tiktok uh, just a few months ago doing wrestling entrances on tiktok in his daytime job he is a professor at college and in his in his time between lessons he's reenacting wrestlers entrances guys like dave batista and triple h showing their love for him he's been on the bump as well talking about it professor nick harrison is going to watch in your house two with us he's been a wrestling fan his entire life when i said in your house two he was like yeah the lumberjack match yeah we go we've got an expert he's in excited the house. for the lumberjack match i don't i think he's excited just to just us three having a chat. I don't know whether the excitement comes from the lumberjack match. <laughs> it might do. I might be doing. A, it might be doing a whole great disservice. But uh, we are joined by uh, Professor Nick Harrison next week uh, for the classic raw review watch along of In Your House Two. Happy days. Uh, it appears I can't find it because it's hard to search for. Well, you're gonna have to send it me afterwards, and then we'll share it online, and then you can. And then people can message me and send and tell me to send it to them. It's it's special content for special listeners of this special podcast. 
<laughs> sure says special a lot there. Special. <laughs> I am well special. Well, don't so, worry about it. We'll find it another time. We'll we'll maybe put a link to it in the in the notes because we're good like that. How's about we could take a look at this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, led by the 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 glorious Justin Henry from off of America. Uh, okay, so we're in we're in Danville. It is garbage. <laughs> Not Danville itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Danville. <laughs> I know it's. I shouldn't have slagged them like that. Yeah, you should. I mean, it's, it's not your fault. <laughs> this show is bad, Danville. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm scrolling through previous text messages with a friend that, that I know I sent it to while doing this at the same time. Because this is where my level of focus is right now. Because I mean, this video is more important than this role. Absolutely. Shawn <laughs> um, Michaels. In a little while, you're gonna find out firsthand what it's like to pay the tax man. And when I get done with you. You're going to be the heartbroken kid. IRS, I know what it's like to pay the tax, man. I do it every April 15th. But now I'm going to get a chance to do what every red-blooded American would love to do, and that's smack the tax man around. Tonight, you, my friend, are going to have to pay the heartbreak kid. All right, so we, we open with the IRS promo, which actually has some passion to it, which is amazing. Mm. It's a lot of it's energy. Good. Because you see on, on the show, he's facing Shawn Michaels. And Shawn's going to do... It, Shawn's going to get something passable out of him because it's Shawn Michaels. And he, he's a somewhat passionate promo of what, what he's going to do to Shawn tonight. And Shawn, Shawn points out that, that, he, that he pays his taxes. And, and he's not afraid of the tax, man, all that, blah, 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 blah. We have our simple to the point... Uh, simple to the point promo to open this show up. I was kind of hoping that he'd be like, I pay my taxes every two years or like a little comment like that. But he was, he was like, Oh, I paid on, I paid on the 11th of April. Like everybody else I was like, ah, oh, he could have had some fun with that. I thought Sean might have had some fun with that. And then Sean crashes a plane and then hides out at, I don't know, Roy B. Bellow somewhere. <laughs> there you go. Gets a boat. <laughs> there's a guy Sorry, who did kid, that. I in don't the do impressions. There's a guy who did that in the Northeast. I crashed a boat, but he he faked a death in order to avoid paying the, like income tax and stuff and getting the life insurance. And he lived in a cupboard for ten years. A cupboard. So basically, in this house, it's is the I think they're turning it into a film. It's a guy from from round here, and um, he he faked his own death. His wife was in on it. He faked his own death, and there was a wardrobe in their house that he would go into, and then on the other side of it was like a room. And like his wife would take him in dinner and stuff on the evening. <laughs> and, or, and his kids thought he died. Like everyone thought he was dead. And then it ended up, somebody ended up spotting him. So, or, or I think they ended up spotting him out somewhere. And then the paper trial led back to the house and uh, they went to prison. <laughs> and the, and the, the kids are like, why did you tell him? Why did you make us go through the funeral of our dad? Knowing he was in the cupboard. <laughs> it's an incredible story. Incredible so story. So you're telling me it didn't it didn't lead him to Narnia? No, <laughs> no, it led him to Noia. <laughs> it led him to prison. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> the lion, the witch, and the ten-year sentence. The lying bitch and the wardrobe. I'm surprised they didn't go with the headline. <laughs> I say no respect, no disrespect, but nah, plenty of disrespect. You told your kids your dad had died. 
like all the disrespect for that that's nasty work he is risen (laughs) what are are the odds he's alive again (laughs) i just started going i've met oh look i've had to move on from your dad i've met someone else and then it's just the husband with a fake mustache (laughs) it's the ghost of your father and he's just running (laughs) a sheet over him i decided to start dating his ghost that's perfectly fine. We won't question this at all. By the show of making clay sculptures together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How's he see through his tiny eye holes? <laughs> How did he get found out? Well, Whoopi Goldberg was walking by. John, I don't, I don't ask for a lot of specific photoshops, but I want the scene from Ghost with 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 Demi Moore. But said Patrick Swayze, it's just a guy in a sheet ghost costume behind her. <laughs> if you could pull that off, I'd be grateful. A lo-fi version of Ghost. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's the trauma version. I, oh, I want to make that version of Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Edward's sheet. Described described by by Mexican newspapers everywhere as sheet. <laughs> so I, I i can't find the damn video the hell with oh it. no i'll find it one day we'll mention talking to videos i forgot to mention this in our little introduction so obviously i'm in the office today recording this and there's a little bit of life back and forth in in the room next to this there is preparation for hell in a smell four going on <gasps> i'm excited mm, mate <laughs> Mate. So, oh my god it's it's something else <laughs> i've never been more happy to not be adam vegeti <laughs> what what could this entail oh i'm gonna send you a picture when we finish today i can't if you're listening to this going oh that's that's a bit in it's a bit in that is inclusive shut up i can't show you you will find out on the weekend what it is because it's this weekend but oh man i'm i was privy to a planning meeting for it as well and oh adam is in for a treat when he finds out (laughs) so he doesn't even know yet hell no he knows he's doing it that's all he knows you don't know what's going on behind that door. <laughs> and he won't know till Saturday. Poor bastard. <laughs> he shouldn't have been a dirty Tory. Well, Vince talks here about the crowd's tremendous enthusiasm, which, I mean, yeah, listen to that heat machine go. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, up for it, aren't they? That IRS oh, match graphic. Why does IRS look like he's eating a really bad sweet? Well, is he sweating? <laughs> he's, he doesn't seem to be sweating in that picture. So maybe maybe that's why he looks so uncomfortable, because his pores are all closed. <laughs> well, at least him and Lawler aren't green screen this time. That's true. They're actually there. That, that actually is a positive for a change. We open up with Yokozuna and Owen Hart taking on Jim Jim Dimitri and Gus Kantarakis. Kantarakis is back! What the an action amazing name. day! <laughs> you follow who you want. I'm following Kantarakis. <laughs> I'm just 
why would Vince not get behind anyone called Contaracus? <laughs> Jeez, I love it. Was, it just warmed my cockles to see Contaracus back on television. It warmed your cockles, you say? It warmed my cockles. <laughs> I found the video. I found the video. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> see? I'm not that bad at podcasting. I'm stalling for a reason. <laughs> just, okay. Justin, Justin operating at half half speed today. <laughs> Don't worry. I want to pick up now because you because you're because you're gonna watch this while I. Uh... Okay, I'm gonna watch this okay. now. Hang on. So, Lola shouts out the Matthew with a "You talk too much" drop. Um, so I, I did put attention Matthew here. Cornet actually makes fun of the uh, names of the jobbers here because. Says, says, says he sound like a law firm, <laughs> but he had nice, bl- nice matching blue singlets. <laughs> <at least. laughs> <laughs> I told you it was worth it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's <laughs> oh, a Sainsbury's. That's exciting. It's happened in the UK. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Have I been in that same bridge? <laughs> Mate, that's 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 made my day. Thank you. Now you know why I stalled so much. Worth the stalling. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the timing is amazing. For those who have no idea what we're talking about, there's a video of a guy being thrown out of a store last year, I assume, for refusing to wear a mask. Like two cops are dragging him away. And someone dubbed over the WrestleMania 8 commentary of Monsoon and Heenan. Oh. Like, 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 Hulk Hogan doesn't have a friend in the world. Pretend the cops are Sid and Papa Shango. And all of a sudden, at the right time, <laughs> queued up perfectly, the Ultimate Warriors music hits. And in comes this guy, this really disheveled looking man with like an unbuttoned shirt. <laughs> like, That's the Warriors man. Like, here comes the off. And he runs after him. Like, the cops to save his friend <laughs> and start brawling with him. That's so good. Big shout out to Sainsbury's. That is a, that's in a Sainsbury's store in the UK. I'm, I'm delighted to see Sainsbury's getting doing the rounds. Uh, it'll be on my Twitter at Tom Campbell. So by the time you're hearing this, because this is going out on the day of recording, by the time you hear this, you will have also seen the, the video as well, because it'll be on my Twitter. <laughs> Go it's check incredible. it out. <laughs> God bless him. That's amazing. Well, at least Dimitri and Contaracus, who are not as cool as... The two men in the video, unfortunately. Why don't Contaracus's uh, ring? Why don't their ring gear fit properly? <laughs> Do you not know, notice it's quite loose? Because Bruce lied. There is a box of gimmicks. There is, isn't there? There is. I swear to God. And it's just like you've had to grab whatever's left. It's like the PE kit box at school. If you forget your PE kit, you just got to wear whatever's left over. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, you two are gonna be the blue singlet connection tonight. <laughs> yeah. They have a, a white knee pad on one leg and a blue knee pad on the other. I guess out of solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless him. I'm sure Contaracus, when we saw him last time, just had like trunks and his boots. Like he was pretty um he was pretty casual in terms of what he was wearing. Maybe they were auditioned to be like the Smurf tag team. <laughs> they and look the like will, it's kind of got the American loose. Alpha vibe to it. <laughs> American Beta. <laughs> the world's greatest tag team. The world's lamest tag team. The world's lamest tag team. That's even better. 
<laughs> it's like you don't understand if we're attacking Vince will just split us and give us singles pushes ah so they submitted to their madness <laughs> so Yoko and Owen are facing the allied powers that, uh, in your house too Jason Boredom and Chad not able I'm done now <laughs> Ch- Chad disable <laughs> Charlie can't and <laughs> Shelton, and I can't make any Benjamin. Welted Benjamin. Welted Benjamin. <laughs> You're all stopping me now. I'm quite easily stopped. <laughs> no. I always hurt. Why am I in this business? <laughs> Even my mother wants to come here. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Vince brings up the body slam challenge from two years ago because we're trying to still tie tie in Luger Yoko's. God, this is like the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn of of that era. Uh, fight forever, <laughs> please do always. not. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can imagine. I can imagine Luger doing the um Scott skanking on the way to the ring like Zayn does. I can imagine Kevin. I can imagine Yoko doing a swanton off the top rope. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. It's bad enough when Lafitte does it. Yoko would put a hole in the mat. Oh my god! So we we get the the, the most underrated tag move ever. Owen gives a drop toe hold to one poor bastard, and Yoko just hauls in and drops the big leg on the back of their head. <laughs> I love that move so much. Very simple, very effective. I wish I was a gasp from the crowd. <laughs> Owen puts Dimitri in the sharpshooter and that is it and Owen true to form holds up both belts in victory I think with this team I think this team are, are doing the best they can they are the yeah. best they can be aren't they and Yoko who with all due respect was very out of shape at this point Owen could do all the work Yoko comes in and gets the um the, the big spots and the tags back out and Owen keeps on carrying the match it's a good dynamic. Yeah, it does the job. It does what it needs to do. We get the In Your House 2 report. I got to say, on paper, this was not a bad-looking show other than the main event. It looked better than your In Your House 1. Yes. We They're get doing the best Owen they can and- with, the, with the tools they've got. Owen and Yoko versus the Allied Powers. Diesel and Sid Lumberjack match. Tonight we learn who Diesel's Lumberjacks are. I'll bet they're all baby faces, Tom. <laughs> I wish. I wish there'd be a couple of heels in there and just gone, what? I just want the best Lumberjacks. Or he just brings in some actual Lumberjacks. I didn't understand <laughs> the memo. He brings in the cast of Monty Python. <laughs> oh my God, yes! I cut down trees, I wear high heels, suspenders and a bra. I wish <laughs> I'd been a girly, just like my dear papa. John put Kevin Nash in the lumberjacks you think Vince would get that humor though (laughs) it's funny because his father shouldn't wear a skirt (laughs) what a song imagine Vince booking Monty Python for a guest appearance and then scripting them oh oh, no no that would make me (laughs) damn damn make me really sad (laughs) I know all right, there, fella. I can do a silly walk too. All right, hey, Sheamus is doing a silly walk. Isn't this crazy? Oh God! <laughs> like giving Picasso a paint by numbers. <laughs> You'd have at least one match, one with a fish to the face, though. 
They'd have to. Sort of flying cow. <laughs> He's just he just got hit with some spam. What's going on, King? Oh no, I'm glad they didn't. It makes me sad to think of it. They, I mean, they did they did the Muppets one. The Muppets wasn't a, wasn't a, wasn't too miserable. <laughs> you had to choose your words carefully there. You had to think. Wasn't too miserable. <laughs> some of the well, highlights of the Muppets GM takeover um, was the the backstage with Beaker and Seamus. I quite that was cute. That was cute. And and the bit where where um, Beaker gives Santino like power juice, like some like a special formula, and and they just they cut it and they they do camera angles in such a certain way where it just looks like Beaker just appears and gives him the it's it's cute. Well, you know what it is. It's you can't ruin the Muppets. It's true. You'd have to do something mm. dramatic. You'd have to go out of your way to ruin the Muppets. Their magic will always shine through. It does it does indeed? It does indeed. I might watch that again tonight, actually, when the Muppets were, were, guest, were guest hosts of Raw. <laughs> so Diesel and Sid, we, uh, we said Diesel and Jack find out tonight. We're getting Jared's video again later on because we are padding. More padding. Mm-hmm. This, this is the bubble wrap of wrestling shows. <laughs> Sean and Jared, Roadie Kid, Ramon and Vega versus Men on the Mission, and Bigelow versus Hogman. <laughs> I forgot Hogman. That slipped my mind. Fireman. Right, fireman. Fireman. You're fighting Hogman. <laughs> I'm not a fireman, though. Yeah, but you're made of fire. Yeah, but that fireman would suggest that I'm an actual fireman. Yeah, do that, actually. That's a good idea. Do that. Be a fireman. Be a fireman. <laughs> and you'll be and you'll be a hogman. And I'll be Britain man. <laughs> All right, David. Guess GM. <laughs> And I thought Davey won Best Booker in the Observer Awards. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Or should I say Newsletter Man? <laughs> right on, man. Star Man. Um, uh, um, you know, um, um, man. <laughs> Here's my impression of Dave Meltzer. Hello, um, Star Man. I am Star. Here's some stars. Thank you. That was my impression of Dave Meltzer. He's <laughs> a real rich little Davey boy, is <laughs> I think this might be combining the classic reviews together. This might be the third British bulldog bit in the show's history. <laughs> he lends himself well to them. He just, oh, it just, it, it, it really does. <laughs> it really does. God, he was born. God love him. He was born at least 20 years too early for the subversive comedy era of wrestling oh, and life in general. Had, he'd have had a ball, wouldn't he? <laughs> During the last couple of years. What's better, Hogman or Game Boy? Game Boy. Hey, Game Boy. <laughs> Listen to me, Game Boy. <laughs> I'm not playing Tetris on you. <laughs> you and your spinach-colored skin. <laughs> you listen to me. This is me, Game Boy. Spinach-colored skin. If you think I'm going to play a Little Mermaid 2 pinball frenzy on you, you've got another thing coming. I ain't playing you. I ain't got four AA batteries. <laughs> Quick battery, man. <laughs> so, in, in a bit of a segue here, Vince refers to IRS as Steffi Groff's favorite wrestler. I presume Steffi Groff had some tax issues at this point. Her father did. Right. Which I'm sure is a very nice, sensitive topic that he makes a joke about because it's like, it's like, ah, it's topical, and I made a joke. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Dave Letter person. <laughs> Letterman. <laughs> I've got it, Letterman. 
and that's how he was named because he, he does read letters on the show. <laughs> he reads letters. We're called Letterman, <laughs> and that's how he was named. He's originally Dave Rockefeller, but <laughs> <laughs> Rockman. No, we've got one of them. No, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's called the thing. <laughs> oh no, now we've got two. <laughs> oh, my. I need more names. <laughs> Davy Boy Smith designed all the bad guys in the Mega Man game franchise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that clears that up. <laughs> so, so after Vince makes a tax evasion joke about a complete stranger, we go to Jean-Pierre Lafitte versus David Thornburg. And Vince makes a Whitewater reference because Vince is on top of the news this week. See, we're live, pal. Um, before we get into this one, um, I don't know whether you have ever heard what Jean-Pierre Lafitte thought of the pirate gimmick, what PCO thought of his time as a pirate in WWF. Mm. For Gil and me. Well, he told WrestleZone how he felt about the gimmick and his story with Bret Hart. He said, quote, it was the lamest storyline I've ever been involved in. My reaction was, at least they want to do something with me. At first, I stole, I think it was Savio Vega's flag because he used to go to the ring with a flag all the time. Then it was a kid who wore Brett's glasses when after the matches, he'd always give his pair of glasses. And then I stole it from the kid, which was Yokozuna's kid. <laughs> this is all word for word from PCO. It's the fact that he starts off by saying, I stole a flag, then it was a kid. Like what, you stole a child? <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say it was a prearranged bit because you don't go into the crowd and take glasses from a kid, you know? I'm glad you cleared that up. I was happy because they were doing something with me. Then I got to feud with Brett, and Brett was top man at the time. He was the man. He was the guy who had just been the world champ and all that. He was basically putting the company on his shoulders quite a lot. So I was super thrilled, even though it was a lame storyline. So he didn't like being the pirate, and uh, he stole the sunglasses off of Yokozuna's son. Um, I mean, I know that angle, and we'll see it come up in probably about the next month or so. But it, it pays off with a great match, at least. Yes, it does. It does. These guys can both wrestle very well. I dare say it is the best WWF match ever that involves a Russell Crap character. Wow! Not including Royal Rumble matches. Oh, okay, I was gonna. Yeah, so one-on-one -on -one matches. Because I mean, '93 Rumble had a Repo Man in it, and Colonel Mustafa, and. What about surely Doink and Ginetti? That's no, 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 no. That's that's Matt Bourne Doink. That does not count. Right. That was a good Doink. Bad, good Doink. Mm. Not good, bad Doink. Exactly. Right. So we'll see how you feel when we see Lafitte and Brett at the third in your house. But that's, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty hard to top. Well, it depends on how you feel about Jarrett. If, if you call his gimmick Russell crap, because. Him and Sean are going to have a belter at the second in your house. Mm, one of the best in your house matches ever. But I don't quite consider that to be as... At least Jared could talk in the role and be more than just what he was. So, yeah, I guess, I, I guess it's more. subjective how you, how you look at it. Mm -hmm. So, Thornburg throws some clotheslines. Lafitte no-sells him. Lola makes a comment about having, so, having someone's gums buffed, which is a... Reference to Isaac Yankum. If it's actually corpses a little bit, trying to like dismiss the line, he, he falls a little. That's kind, of, kind of a fun moment. Vince drops a line here, and I couldn't find the story that it was about because he talks about the Queen going on a diet. Hmm. It was a weird line. Like, I looked it up, and I couldn't find anything from the nineties about about the the Queen deliberately going on a diet. I know, like what she eats during the day has been published numerous times. 
like in terms of like how she what meal she'll have throughout the day. What's that? What does the queen eat? Well, I'll tell you, Justin. Um, <laughs> for breakfast, she'll have Earl Grey tea with toast and marmalade, maybe kippers. For lunch, she'll have Dover sole oh. on spinach, but no starchy food. Afternoon a kipper. It's a kipper. It's a fish. Oh, it's a type okay. of fish. She, Dover sole's type. She loves a fish, as the queen. Because afternoon tea, she'll have cucumber and egg sandwiches, maybe salmon sandwiches. Uh, for dinner, she'll start with pate and then have fillet steak and mushrooms for her main, and then a creme brulee if she's feeling a little bit fruity for dessert. It's not a go. bad diet. It's all right, isn't it? She eats a lot of fish, as queen. She door dashes in a burrito from Moe's, <laughs> which, were, which were my mind's at right about now. Oh, I'm starving. Don't say that. <laughs> so Lafita um, gets, a, gets a high German suplex on Thornburg as he is being accused of locker room theft. You don't want to be accused of that in wrestling. <laughs> it's, there's two things you don't do in a locker room. Steal something or go your business in a handbag. Those are the two things you don't want to be doing. <laughs> so then uh, Lafitte goes up to the top right after Thornburg gets knocked to the outside. Now, I'm waiting for like, Thornburg to turn around so like he can sort of catch Lafitte on whatever he's going to do, break his fall. No, Lafitte just dives. Thornburg, just, uh, uh, he doesn't turn around. So Lafitte just jumps on him from behind, from the top rope. A 300-pound man just barrels right into him. That looked ace. It looked ace. <laughs> not for Thornburg. No, not for Thornburg. But it looked ace for us watching it. Thornburg. Thornburg. <laughs> if he was a real burg, he would have no sold it and it speared him. <laughs> You're next to get flattened. <laughs> Back in DDT and then Lafitte does the really cool heart rip gesture that I love so much. He makes the X with it with the hand and then Panama's tearing the heart out of the chest. Goes up top. Cannonball finishes. He, he may have hated the gimmick, but you know what? I kind of like Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We go from that gimmick to... Another rotund individual, not given the very best of gimmicks. <laughs> Our old friend Fatu. This is where it all started for me, Fatu. This is where I grew up right here, Sunnydale, California. My address, 57 Blackdale. This was my playground where I used to hang out with all my little buddies, but as you can see now, it ain't there no more. My mom always told me, and I'll never forget this. She always told me, never forget who you are and never forget where you come from. You know what? If my mama was here today, she'd be one proud lady because I'm back home. This is where it all started. I'm going to show you where I grew up. It wasn't no big palace. It wasn't no big house. This is the door here, this little place. It might be little, but it was home sweet home for me and my brothers. And remember, when I come to the wrestling ring, WWF, I'm going to make a difference myself, just like my mama told me. And remember, there ain't no hope with dope. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Make a difference. Out in the streets of San Francisco, he's going to make a difference. He's going to clean up the streets. He's wearing this multicolored jacket that looks, I ain't going to lie, it's a product of its time, but I'd probably wear it around the <laughs> house or something. It looks like the, it looks like you've been, he's been dipped in the 90s. In this, <laughs> he's been dipped in the 90s. It's a, it's a, it's a hell of a 90s look, this is. Walking Feels like an explosion at the, an explosion at the Crayola factory. <laughs> it looks like it looks like they they took this jacket, they cut it into strips, and made the Save by the Bell title sequence. That's that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing jacket. It's so good. Yes. If Fatu is, I guess, is part Slater, part Zach, part Screech, part you throw in a little Kelly Kapowski, I guess. <laughs> Belding, sorry, not Bellend. <laughs> Bellend. <laughs> this is very oh, yeah. harsh. Well, if he asked Jericho, he might be Bellend. <laughs> I think if you ask a few people in TNA, they'd probably think, yeah, he's a bit Bellend. <laughs> the wrestling groupie, Mr. Belding. <laughs> Belding's a massive him. wrestling fan, isn't he? The guy who plays yes, Mr. Belding. We should get him for a watch along. Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> well, find him. He's on, he's on Twitter all the time, isn't he? Take a sip every time he says, what is going on here? <laughs> Zach, my office. <laughs> Can we get Kelly Kapowski on? I know she's getting up there in age, but she's, I was going to say by the Bell fam. We all were. Is she a wrestling fan? Does that matter? I don't think, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> is she your Jet from Gladiators? <laughs> we know mm. Adam Pachiti loves Jet from Gladiators. <laughs> Well, we all had a crush on Kelly Kapowski growing up. Come on. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's fair. That's mm. pretty fair. Mm. I quite like Topanga from Boy Meets World. Understandable. Mm. But and, and, she, and she's a wrestling fan, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What we'll we'll to fight Dax Harwood for? Oh, he's tough as well. I don't want to yeah. fight him. One of them tough Carolina guys. I, I ain't messing with Dax. Well, if we can get Topanga and Mr. Bell, Mr. Bell, he called it Mr. Bellend again. We can get to- 
We get to Penguin, Mr. Bellendon. <laughs> Zach, my office. You keep calling me Bellend. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. That's a, throw, that's a throwback. We're getting the classics here. Oh, hey, isn't Jim Duggan crap? There's a classic. <laughs> there you go. Duggan, my office. So, <laughs> so I should point out that uh, Fato is driving around talking about want to clean up the streets, make a difference in, in his community. It, it's like I get, I get what they're going for here, but it's it's a weird period to do it in because it's it's such a subversive time in society mm. where it's more about like. People love ECW. They love the the extreme things like violent movies and profanity-filled music. And it's a very edgy time. And here, here you have a guy who's trying to be for the kids and all that. And it's going to come off. You're not going to hit a good mark with this one. Comes off as saccharin. Yes. At a time where you want a bit of, you know, a, 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 you want to be a bit acidic. You know, mm. it's, it's when you know when when the whole when the whole table has ordered uh, has ordered shots of sambuca. You're ordering mm. a, a, a cherry pop. It's that. It's like you've not read the room. Of what's going on? Um, drink responsibly. Always read the label. But it's the whole thing of the direct. The cup is the world's going in this direction. And Vin, Vince was really high on this. Bruce Pritchard did they on the Rikishi episode of something to wrestle with. Bruce was saying that. It, Vince was really pushing for this to be a thing. Uh, Vince said it's, you know, Vince even said like the day of the wild Samoan savage is over. And we've got a really well-spoken young man here who is doing in real life, all the things that he does in this gimmick. He goes, you know, he helps people back home. He supports uh, loved ones and, mm. and, and sends a positive message. So it's kind of like amping up who, who uh, Salofa Fatu mm. Jr. was at this point. To, to to 11 and that's where it comes from I just as you say it doesn't really hit it's 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 not it's not very zeitgeisty is it it's not really what the what the direction the world is going in you remember when mustafa ali was was having those vignettes where it showed him like stopping robbers from like attacking people and mm. and, and 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 just being like this guardian of the neighborhood so to speak like like almost like a streetwise superhero yeah and I mean, they went nowhere with it, but I mean, that'd be a much better way to go about it. You know, he's, you maintain some level of badassery because, because Fatu can be an intimidating guy. He's, he's a, he's a big borderline 400 pound wrestler. You know, you know, why make him this, this big cuddle bug? That was where they went wrong with it. The cuddle bug route is way went down yes. that path and it went wrong. So instead of having him like walking up to kids who were playing in the street and sort of laughing with their parents, instead of having him walk up to, having walk up to a wall where there's a heart that's been crossed out to which he goes, see, that's what I'm saying. There's no love here anymore. <laughs> it was so crap. Uh, it's, you could have had him like, I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him. Like, and it's the wrong thing to happen, right? Because you want him mm. at the time, they want to make this guy and, like, mm. hey, this real feel good guy. Like, at the end, where he shoehorns in, oh, and don't forget, if you do dope, you're a dope. <laughs> he just chucks that in at the end, like, oh, by the way, don't say no to dope, you kids. <laughs> I got to the end of that and I thought, I want to see him get mugged. <laughs> I want to see him walking around his old neighborhood going, yeah, it's Alpha. rough around here. <laughs> By Afra and Meng. 
trying to shake him down for money. And then Mate, Nick gets off. Rip Mate, his jacket off and leave him on the ground. <laughs> and we never see Fatu again. <laughs> or no, we just do a couple. Like he's like, like, and every time we go back to him, he's looking more and more beat up. <laughs> he's like, I'm back in the streets, massive black eye, ripped jacket. Little kid comes up and goes, Hey, Fatu, you suck. Kicks him in the shin. Keys his car. <laughs> I would have. I was begging for that. That would have been amazing. He had to go on the witness protection. That's why he was the sultan for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, it turned out he turned out he took out his anger on the wrong person. He was a very well connected member of a crime family where he grew up. So now, oh, Ricky Fatu is dead. I'm the sultan now. <laughs> oh wait, what I'm about to say is a very '90s um, sentiment here. I wouldn't have it any other way from you, sir. His life turned around when he began shoving his ass. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. <laughs> That's same, hey, mate. Same, absolutely same. My life turned around when I started shaking my booty. <laughs> Everything got better. Um, it's it's one of those things where you couldn't have invented it. It had to happen periodically, and it had to happen gradually. It's like the evolution of Fatu as a performer is bizarre. Hmm. Like he was always des like I think he always had a certain flair about him that made him stand out as a singles guy. Yeah, I think um, a had a natural physical charisma. Yeah, and yeah, a physical charisma. And weirdly, like when he was going like all in with it, it was a bit oh no, a bit a bit a, a bit too much. But when he sort of cooled back on it and was just sort of playing this too cool for school rikishi, that's when people really got behind him. Well, yeah, it's it just it happened. He was the the first time him and Too Cool did the uh, the dance together. It's like it just for no like there was no reason they should have been aligned. But here you have these you know, two faux hip hop white boys and this big big four hundred pound man tan guy wearing a thong. And all of a sudden they start line dancing together, and the crowd just lost their minds. It was it made no sense, but it was perfect. It like, just it landed, didn't it? It just landed. It just it shouldn't have, but it did. I like weeks like this on the podcast feed where the stars weirdly align because here are you and I, like the OGs of the classic review game, uh, mm -hmm. talking about the arrival of Far 2, make a difference, mm -hmm. Far 2. In a couple of days' time, on the classic SmackDown review, we're going to watch Steve Austin kick the shit out of Rikishi for running him over. <laughs> like five years between the two events. See, that's what happened. Far 2 is... Was bringing the word to the streets about cleaning things up, and and also was out there because he was unemployed. So Fatu ran him over by accident. <laughs> well, yeah. What if it turned out that he was just like, "I'm on my way to make a difference. Get out of my way, sir." Oh no! Oh no! I can't, I can't make a difference. I've killed a man. In his car, yeah. it says "cockpit Rikishi" on the side, and it's keyed marks down it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what John! really happened <laughs> Cockpit Rikishi on the car Give us some Alan Partridge <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether you get that one uh, I might have to run that no. one by. So um, Alan Partridge uh, Parked his car in a, really, in a really dodgy area And then when we cut back to it uh, well, you find, And someone tells him Oh your car's been graffitied And Guy says it's okay. I don't think anybody will notice. Next, next shot is you cut to him driving on the road and written in big letters across the side of his car. It says "cock piss partridge." 
<laughs> and just he dry, he doesn't clean it off. He just drives everywhere with a car that's just cock piss bastard. <laughs> so I want cock piss Rikishi. <laughs> or cock piss far too on a car going through the streets making a difference. <laughs> I love one they are oh, honest to God. If this if the far too skits had just been far too bless him, try to make a difference, but just getting mugged and battered every time he tries. That's money. <laughs> that is money. By the fourth vignette, he's driving with the boot of the car like Homer had in New York City. He's <laughs> going up and ka-chunk. Going up, ka-chunk. <laughs> I was just trying to make a difference, man. <laughs> Shut up, Rikishi. Fifth when he's tied to a tree and kids are throwing stuff at him. Shut up, Fatu. Take this cocaine to the guy over there. Okay. <laughs> Put this cocaine up your ass, Rikishi. Get on that plane. Okay. Just trying to make a difference. Just wanted to help the kids. Yeah, you got the kids by getting this cocaine off to Mexico. <laughs> Stick it up your bum, Rikishi. <laughs> Put the coke up your ass, Rikishi. Get to Mexico. Make He's at home. His kid, his kids lock him in a dog crate. That's, that's how the Usa <laughs> Penitentiary was born. <laughs> oh, shut up, Dad. Maybe we'll get if he behaves, we'll give you some dog food later. Oh, thanks, kids. I knew I could make a difference. <laughs> Throw a double super kick at him. <laughs> so, anyway, enough fun. Time for the Jarrett video again. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> Yes, they play the whole thing again because we're killing time. <laughs> Stalling like we are. <laughs> and then we get Sean versus uh, Sean versus IRS. As I realize, because I'm a geek, that on this program, the four heels from the Super WrestleMania game that came out three years earlier are on this show. Sean, IRS, DiBiase, and Papa Shango. Oh, nice. And Davy Boy's here somewhere, so he's uh, <laughs> so you have one of the baby faces, but no Savage, no Warrior, no Hogan. They're on the other show. Well, Warrior's oh. not, but an imposter is. Oh, that's a nice. That's a nice. That's a good show. I like that. I like that. I'll tell you something I noticed at the start of this match. Um, yeah. I think that little baby Bray Wyatt has been a naughty boy because <laughs> somebody put a blue sock in Dad's whitewash. <laughs> Because that shirt is like a weird sort of off blue, off 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 aqua color, and that is the sort of color that you get when you put a blue sock in a whitewash. Well, in IRS defense, he probably doesn't care either way because it, if he hadn't subbed in for King Kong Bundy at the end of July for some house shows, this would have been his last match in the company. Oh, really? So he's yeah, on the way out I, at this point. Yeah, this is Erwin R. Scheister finishing up with WWF. Because he was going to be a road agent backstage, but then something happens. Oh, dun, 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 dun. find out in weeks to come. Yes, so Sean stalls a lot, taunts him. So, so basically, he's doing IRS's bit, but 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 more subversively. <laughs> um, he dominates for a while. IRS, IRS does a hair pull and then runs away. But. As though he's left a bag of flaming dog poo on someone's front doorstep and then <laughs> and it's scampered off. He gets a good sprint on, doesn't he? Pulls the hair, he's <laughs> out of there. 
Then what follows is the best moment of Iris's career in terms of in terms of a wrestling spot, where Sean runs after him, beats him up in the aisle, drags him back in the ring, then hits him with the savage clothesline using Iris's tie. Oh, that was nice. That, that was, was funny. Nice. I, I just like anyone using his tie for stuff. But it isn't the same that Bobby ain't going. He's got him by the tongue. <laughs> and Monster having this doesn't go. That's his tie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did write. I, I did write. This is kind of fast paced for an IRS match. Which, if you notice that, then that's a bad sign. Mm, sure, <laughs> that's it's all. I think it's just Sean like bending time to to make <laughs> it look like it's quick. Then during this match, we get we have kind of this weird bit where Vince and Lawler try to intimate that either Sid's running in or Diesel's running in, and but but they're not running in, and they're trying to like fake each other out, like which I don't get what they were doing. It's a weird way of sort of selling the main event coming up or trying to make maybe, out that they're actually there. Maybe the mescaline kicked in at that point. Because <laughs> no, yeah, I was confused as, as to what they were trying to go for here. I think it's just them constantly trying to remind the audience that they're there live, definitely, honestly, and not in a studio somewhere. They're definitely there live. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, four weeks in Danville. That sounds like a novel. <laughs> Four weeks in Danville and your heart beats faster. <laughs> one night in Paris is this four weeks in Danville. <laughs> four, nights, four nights. Ooh, four <laughs> nights in Danville. When four weeks. Kiss me. Oh, kiss me. Oh, Christ. Four weeks. Yeah, it's been <laughs> four weeks in Danville. <laughs> I tossed my head to the side and said, it's awful. <laughs> so. Before the break, Iris puts on a uh, puts on like a chin lock chokehold reverse choke side type deal. Arrest hold. <laughs> yes. Well, we come back, it's still applied. Shouldn't Sean be dead? <laughs> it's, a sweat, it's a sweat rest hold, is what it is. <laughs> Thankfully, Sean didn't die because the sweat that IRS was emitting at this point uh, was making his arms quite pliant, so Sean could relieve some of the pressure. Iris's pits are covered in holy water. Bad <laughs> 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 birds. He's so sweaty. He's so sweaty. So, Vince even makes note of Iris being profusely sweaty. He's so sweaty. I, I see a doctor. Because, <laughs> like, that's that's like a that's like a pituitary gland issue. That is that's a that's an issue with your glands. That is that's something's not the the body's not doing something right there. There's there's a there's a knob that needs switching on. On your body somewhere. It's like a glass of water when it condenses. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I I'm... get I get that hot when I'm walking on a hot day, but like mm. not but only on my back. This is like all round sweats that this man gets. Oh yeah, it's it just looks like he, he's very much like the comedian Lee Evans who was notorious for sweating a lot on stage. Robin Williams used to sweat a lot on stage as well. Oh, oh. Well, that was crack. Ah! Which he's admitted to doing. I'm, I'm, I'm making any aspersions here. That explains <laughs> it. That's the crack. He, 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 he was asked how he, how he was able to quit cocaine so easily. He says, well, the grand jury helped. <laughs> <laughs> he said, where'd you get the crack from? He said, oh, Fartu dropped it off earlier. He had it up his ass, flew on a plane. <laughs> He's making a difference, that lad. He's great. <laughs> I'm making a difference. 
So gets his, uh, gets his car stolen as he leaves the airport. <laughs> oh, what a day! <laughs> We've made far too the saddest person. <laughs> That's the saddest figure in wrestling. Remember, no matter how bad a Raw gets, remember we could be booking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christ! You're getting off lightly. Give me, give me just in the book for three hours. <laughs> Fox, it wouldn't last the first. It wouldn't last the first ad break. Fox had signed <laughs> off on the deal. Let's do a Doug and Henry go with Iron Man match. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I can't think I need to put this last hour. Oh, should we do a Doug and a Doug and Hog Iron Man match again? Yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> Fills the hour. <laughs> so, so Iris goes for a flying nothing, hits a boot, avoids chin music, but then gets a shoulder block. Then he can't avoid it a second time, gets whacked. Sean wins the match. This was a pretty good IRS match. It wasn't a shoulder block. It was the write-off that they that they always write off on commentary, which is well, uh, IRS's perfect. old running clothesline thingy. A perfect case because he's being written off. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, it makes sense of the write-off. The man behind the write-off has been written off. But yeah. I quite liked it. it. Was a sweet chin into a write-off, mm. and then he couldn't hit another one, and then boof, there's the chimney or the super kick as it's currently known. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Although he's, he'll be naming it very, very shortly. Very shortly. After the match, we have Barry Dodinsky, who found some poor lady to wear that awful razor Ramon shirt that nobody would ever buy. Not because it's because anything to do with razor, it's just it's a bad shirt. <laughs> Meanwhile, Barry is wearing the HBK heart-shaped lens sunglasses, which is a great way to sell them. Show how cool Barry looks wearing them. <laughs> Look how cool I am. Buy the glasses. See, this is one of the great bits, like, years later for, for, for great colleagues, just have them wear merchandise for these bits. No matter what it is, try to, like, put Collie in, like, any shirt. Dodinsky selling the shirt, Collie stood behind him, like, that sort of middle-distance stare going on. <laughs> Wearing, like, a road dog t-shirt that's only up to his midriff. <laughs> Why aren't we booking Raw? <laughs> Well, besides the obvious reasons. I've got it, lads. We bring him back to Dinsky. Vince, <laughs> get Didinsky on the phone now. How about Barry the Sharkski? Oh, Barry Didinsky and Barry. <laughs> Barry sell the merchandise. You wanna buy a t-shirt, you putts? <laughs> hey, look, you're a, you're a sweaty wrestling fan. Not like anyone's gonna care what you wear. Buy a road dog t-shirt. <laughs> Boy, you suck. Buy a t-shirt. You might feel better. I don't care. <laughs> See, truth in advertising. It's not me. It's Barry saying that. It's not me. Barry oh. saying that. You all suck. It's Barry saying that, not me. But all this nonsense pays off with the following vignette. For a match next week, Bret Hart versus Hakushi. Yay! A decent oh, match. Oh. oh, no. It's more than yay. Because Hakushi in this match will do a move that had never been done on American TV before this match. Ooh. And I can't wait to see it. Ooh. See, again, and, and if you're new here, well, I'm sorry, this is your first one, um, but if you're new here, like, the what I love about doing this show is that Justin lived through this whole period as a fan and watched it all this time. I was around, I was alive, but this is during my time as a lapsed fan, so I wasn't watching at this point. I didn't come back until, like, 1999. 
So all of this, like so much of this is new when I'm watching it for the first time, I'm seeing it for the first time. And uh, it's so, I, I'm, I have no idea, genuinely complete shoot brother. I have no idea what move uh, Justin Henry is referring to. So I look forward to finding out with you next week. It's going to be a spinning eye gouge. <laughs> is it going to be the write-off? No one's yes. ever done that before. No, but I've been doing it for ages. Shut up, Erwin. <laughs> Go help Rikishi put those drugs up his ass. I'm staying in that puddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, splash, 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 splash. Guess where galoshes are where he goes. <laughs> Crocs were invented for IRS. <laughs> I bet he lives in them now. Squelching everywhere he goes. Here comes dad. Oh, was it? Was it? Was it? Was it 12 degrees upstairs again? Did you stand near the oven? That's all the females have been braced. I thought one of the puddles on the floor bashed his head and then he. Developed an alter ego. <laughs> Any amnesia. I thought he was a psychotic murder clown. Sweat heel. Sweat heel. <laughs> so now we get an Isaac Yankum vignette. Comments on this poor kid's abscess. While Laura, continue, Laura keeps on taunting him from the um, the encouragement chair. So Yankum's going to have to pull this tooth. Now, I've had a tooth pulled. Mm. They numb you first. They're supposed to numb you first. But let me not tell you if you're something. my dad. Not if you're my dad. So if, I had a wobble, if I had a wobbly tooth as a kid, a couple of times he did this, I had a little wobbly tooth and I was a little bit too scared just to go and pull it out mm. if it was really wobbly. Um, and then a few times my dad would go, oh, can I feel how wobbly it is? And I'd go, no, because you're going to pull it out. I'm not this time. I'm not this time. And he put his hand on it and he just go, eh, and it'd be gone. I was like, you said you were going to pull it. <laughs> My dad's hardcore. He's hardcore. Last time I had a tooth my teeth pulled. out. <laughs> um, that's why you have trust issues. <laughs> yes, it is indeed. So I don't let anyone near my mouth. Not even Alex. Last time, <laughs> last time I had a tooth pulled. It's a back tooth. They um, they gave me the Novocaine. Waited for it to set in and all that. I felt nice and numb. And then and then the doctor came in. He used, he, he, he used that grippy thing. Oh yeah. As soon as he grabbed it. I realized that I wasn't fully numbed or hadn't been numbed enough because I could feel, you could feel the the clamp, the way it clamped down. And I grabbed the hand rest like like my claws. He goes, oh, you need, I guess you need a little bit more. Jackson, that weighed two minutes. All right, let's try it now. Popped it right out. Oh, how did it feel? Does it, do you feel better for it being out? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It feels a little weird to chew in it in like a spot where there's no tooth, but. Not bad at all. Nice. So it wasn't like this then. No. Ryanka <laughs> basically puts his knee right on the kid's torso because he he's got to get some leverage here. Puts the gripper in and rips it right out of his mouth. And they, and they digitize the result, pixelate it out so you can't see the uh, the bloody aftermath. It's, it's kind of a morbid vignette, actually. I put in my notes here. They had to digitize the tooth. I presume it was a WCW tooth. 
<laughs> it was a then, w- they later replaced it with the tag team titles. <laughs> it was a it was a WWF logo on it. <laughs> the, the old scratch logo. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Coliseum tagged classics. Silver Vision tagged classics. <laughs> so yes, Yankum is sadistic. Hall of Fame. For whoever had to work for Silver Vision and blur out all the logos for the tagged classic DVDs. Well, yeah. I would have done that for free. Yeah. Just watch old shows. <laughs> oh, I could imagine the faff. It just, uh, I'd have, it'd be fun for a bit, but then I'd just despair after a while. I need a lot of breaks. Mm. In fact, next time I do the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, I will put that person into the Hall of Fame. Next time, next time somebody's off and I have to step in and do it, I'm going to put them in the Warrior Award. Yeah, I'll give them the Warrior Award. <laughs> <laughs> either him, or the, either him, or the guy, either him, or the guy gave Hogan his clean urine. Oh yeah, that's a fun time. <laughs> they should have ducked that guy just for a goof. It's probably far too. <laughs> I made a difference. I made a difference. Is you the cheers, brother? I'm gonna go do some more coke. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I've made Mama. a difference, though. You sure did, brother. I can have more coke now. <laughs> Comma versus Billy Mac. <laughs> yeah. You know it's the Mac belligerent. <laughs> Coming to get it on. <laughs> yes, this is Rodney's brother. <laughs> the first Mac militant is in the house. Kama gets a lot of takedowns. Then Mac actually goes up and gets a missile drop kick, which I was not expecting. Mm. But Kama stops he's, stops the rally with a spinning savat kick and finishes with a Balrog knockout punch. And then goes to the floor and yells at the creatures of the night afterwards. Imagine if they book Kama at this point the same way that AEW have been booking Anthony Agogo. Yeah, that just like boom, gut punch. That's the end of the match. Thanks for coming. If I can't imagine Taker entering the Cody's entrance, <laughs> well, American Dream, American Badass, it's kind of similar. <laughs> so then we come to a, a really enlightening ending segment. <laughs> this is going to bring out his lumberjacks. This is the big selling point for the pay per view. Although it does include my favorite moment of the entire show. Vince brings Diesel out first. You know, the erstwhile superhero of the company. The man that Vince has pinned all of his hopes and dreams on. And Lawler's alone. So Lawler's alone at the desk at this point. He has to put over the positive response because somebody has to. Like, oh, he's really over with us proud. Some people were cheering, admittedly. So during Diesel's opening rejoinder, Opening remarks. Lawler talks over all of it. Oh, I hated that. I what a, what a, what a, hated what a, it. No, this what made up for it. So instead of after Lawler, after Lawler makes this point, he goes, "What do you say?" Because he wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that killed me. Champs like, <laughs> not worth listening to. <laughs> then, Vin, then Vince makes a Frank Purdue joke, allowing Diesel to fill in the blanks because. Sid's chicken, you see. He said that was it because he said uh, Sid is like Frank Purdue. Yes, surrounded by loads of chickens. Oh, but isn't Sid the chicken? Exactly. And like, and I just, 
this is this is just a Vinceism. Like Vince, Vince going to his mental well for a chicken reference and going, okay, 95. Hmm. KFC's really big. He could be like Colonel Sanders. No, Frank Purdue, the 498-year-old CEO of Purdue Farms. That's your that's your topical reference, Vince. Well, I eat Purdue chicken to this day. It's pretty good. Yeah, but surely KFC is a more, I'm going to use that word again. It's like I've just discovered it, a more zeitgeisty uh, analysis to make. You're like Colonel Sanders, look surrounded by chickens. Wait, you've just discovered it? I haven't, but I feel like I have because I've used uh, it. Like, I've used it twice today, and I used it in a video the other day. And now, uh, now I'm worried that people might think I've only just discovered the word zeitgeist. <laughs> I just happen to have found a few circumstances where I can use it. But <laughs> say it's, 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 it's a Smashing Pumpkins album. That's where I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Billy Corgans, and thank you for the NWA. So this is not, so Diesel's basically just. Just slumming his way through this promo, he could be barely carried. You could tell this is they've been at this building for seven hours, maybe longer. <laughs> so then he, he he name drops Don Pardo, who was in fact alive when this show aired and, and, and lived up until a few years ago, actually. The longtime announcer for SNL, that's oh, Saturday Night Live, the great Don Pardo. And out comes Diesel's uh, Diesel's um, Lumberjacks. Lumberjacks. Bigelow, the smoking guns, Bob Holly, one, two, three, kid. So far, so good. Techno team 2000. Yes! Uh, the highlight of the Lumberjacks. I'm pretty sure Eric Watts has beaten Kevin Nash before. <laughs> like you might, yeah, surely they have. Yeah, they would have had some scuffles in dub C dub. Oh, God, they don't put my kid over. <laughs> Adam Bomb, Savia Vega. Duke the Dumpster Drosy, still here. <laughs> Man Mountain Rock, Shawn Michaels, and Fatu. No Razor, but he'll be there Sunday, I believe. So, this is slightly more impressive than the heel roster, I will say. And it's just all the baby faces, isn't it? It's just all the baby faces, with the exception My- of Contaracus. And Brett and Taker. But, oh, yeah. but yes, no Contaracus. <laughs> yeah, Brett and Taker want nothing to do with this. So then we get this. Bit that I guess is supposed to be c- c- comedic. It's always a worry when you go, I think this was meant to be funny. But <laughs> now, look, let me preface Kevin Nash is one of the five funniest people there has ever been in professional wrestling. The man has a dry sense of humor that is unparalleled. The man is hysterically funny when he's on his game. Look at his, his X Division stewardship gimmick from 15 years ago for proof of that. Or his time just butting up with Hall and WCW and being the comic relief of the NWO. The man is funny. He's a funny man. This is not funny. This is him doing shtick. Company approved <laughs> shtick. He says, so I'm going to pretend to be Sid. And I wrote, oh no. <laughs> don't, don't climb to the top rope. <laughs> I'm going to pretend to be Sid. Gets out a softball bat. I'm off for a week. I'll see you later. A week. <laughs> I'm off for 17 months. <laughs> so then Diesel says, he walks over to Bam and says, if I'm Sid, what are you going to do to me? He was like, I'm going to set him a fire. I hope literally. <laughs> it sounded like, I had to watch it back, so I thought he said, I'm going to set him on fire. <laughs> then I watched it back and he did say fire. Set him on fire. So then, so then Diesel goes to the other side of the ring 
Sadly, he doesn't ask Eric Watts why he's going to do this, Sid. I was hoping they'd all get asked, what are you going to do with him, Duke? I'm going to take out the trash. What are you going to do with him, Adam Bob? I'm going to blow him up. What are you going to do with him, Bob Ollie? I'm going to ram a car into him. What are you going to do, smoking guns? I'm going to shoot him. What are you going to do, <laughs> Fatu? I'm going to put this cocaine up my bum and get on that plane. <laughs> Make a difference. <laughs> we can do him, Fatu, go away. We can do it, man, Mount Rock. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make a documentary about the stuff you did backstage <laughs> and try to sell it. <laughs> what you do, Eric Watts? I'm gonna call my dad. <laughs> what are you gonna do to him, other guy? That guy can do <laughs> I'm gonna call his dad. <laughs> <laughs> we can do to him, Savio. I'm gonna blow mist in his face. You're not quang anymore. Oh. <laughs> what you do with him, Bart Gud? I'm gonna knock him out. You know, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do, Billy? I'm gonna get my bum out. Fatu says, Do you want to put some cocaine up it? No, I don't, Fatu. Shut up. We can do it, Adam Bum. I don't fucking care. I'm leaving next month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a missed opportunity for the company. <laughs> so then he goes over to Sean, and, and this is a legitimate one. He asks, what, what are you gonna do to Sid if he comes your way? And Sid says, I'm going to give him a, a little chin music for the Psycho Sid man. <laughs> there's a half-fleshed so out line, wasn't it? But there's a little something mm -hmm. in there. But yes, that's how we got sweet chin music. That was like One. digging through a bit of dog dirt to find a piece of gold. <laughs> well, Sean actually got it from a baseball game. Ah, so you're going to give us the origin of chin music here? Yes, it was, um, as, he, as he mentioned in his book, it was, a uh, I can't remember who... Who and all was playing, but Roger Clemens, the famed pitcher, was in the game and almost almost hit a batter in the head with a pitch. And, and the commentator says, oh, we almost got a little chin music there. And Sean liked the way it sounded. He also did like a little um, a little motion where he smacked his own face and looked down mm -hmm. at the camera, which is something that he would do in 2003, if I remember correctly. Do you remember those animated title cards that we used to have? Oh, yeah. He did that then. He did it all those years later. Yeah, that that <coughs> yeah, that was the sling in the face, like oh, slapped himself in the face. Well, it was uh, it was how he telegraphed the kick, then stomping rhythmically. Xavier Woods uh, copied it for WrestleMania, where they had the animated title cards. He did the Shawn Michaels bit as well, which was a nice little oh. touch. Of course, because he's he's a nostalgia geek. He's spending he's basically Xavier Woods is spending twenty twenty one emulating Shawn Michaels by. Um, doing the little pose like that, <laughs> doing a little bit of chin music in a match that was quite cute, and uh, doing a hell in a cell. <laughs> wait, but wait, I mean, he can't be shiny. He, he, he lost his belt in the ring. Hey, that's very true. So, He's never lost I mean, his smile. Speaking of belts, Vince's been holding the belt this entire time while these are what he's lost his demonstration, trying it on for size for a few years' time. Oh, yeah. So then Sid heads out, and then Lawler makes it sound like there's going to be some big confrontation. But, but then we go to commercial. Make sure you stay tuned for the final two minutes of this crap. We come back. We come back. All, all the lumber heels are out there. There's a long standoff. And Sid backs down, and that's it. Faces celebrate by the pay-per-view. Fiend. It just occurred to me. Before the heels come out, in fact, it might even count. No, no, because it doesn't. 
Oh, no, it does, actually. When the heels come out as well, it's when all the lumberjacks are out there and you've got Diesel and Sid and Vince and all that. The only people in that ringside area that would become WWF champion are Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Vince McMahon. Yes. It's just a fun fact. I genuinely enjoyed that fun fact. Thank you, mate. That's... <laughs> Good times ahead. <laughs> In your house too, baby. Sid eventually wins it. And Sid. Because oh. Sid beat the click. He did beat the click. I think that's everybody. Pretty sure it is. Yeah, pretty sure no one else does it. No. Dude Drossy never had his time. Adam no. Bomb never had his day. Livid. Of course. Livid. Living, and that's it. Are, are you slicked up for in your house too, May I am pumped for in your house too. Stop the lying. lumberjacks. <laughs> Stop right there. You're you're full of crap. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? It was called in your house too. The lumberjacks in some markets. Well, I tell you, the kind of market in hindsight for like video releases, I believe. Mm, that makes more Cause, sense. Because one was the premiere to the lumberjacks three triple header four great white north five seasons beatings and six rage in the cage and then from there they just all get better names <laughs> well if, if you call beware of dog a good name <laughs> yes i do <laughs> what well, the show should have called was like holy shit the sky is black <laughs> oh, holy shit it's windy <laughs> in your house ah bees um <laughs> so that is so. <laughs> that is raw for this week. Next time we are together is for a In Your House to watch along. Myself, Justin Henry, and star of TikTok, Professor Nick Harrison, makes his Cultaholic podcast debut. Joining us to watch In Your House too. You'll be able to watch along with us if you have access to the WWE Network and, to, and or to Peacock. Thanks very much, Justin. Have a lovely week. Whatever you're, What are you doing this week? Are you doing anything nice this week? I'm getting back to writing on Thursday. We have a... Uh... Some behind the matches to write. Ooh. Exciting times. Big fan of behind the matches. And it's back on our YouTube. In fact, a brand new episode uh, of um, the story behind dropped on Sunday. This, there's an amazing story behind uh, and the ECW fire. Yes, it is, which is already premiered. That came out on Saturday when we covered the... Uh... The charming time in which Cactus Jack and Terry Funk almost calls these arena to go up in flames. And until we are next together, he is at Jared writing on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together! We are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us! <gasps> Hell in a Smell 4 this weekend at youtube.com slash live slash Cultaholic. You know the link by now. Adam Pachiti is going to have a horrible weekend. You can watch it all, you lucky devils. Love you, bye. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 